You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. It's Monday, November 20th, 2017. It's episode 286, and ladies and gentlemen, builders everywhere, this week is Thanksgiving, which you know, you know what that means. The next time we talk, the next time we talk on this show, the next episode is the beginning of the Christmas season. I think we need to start, Jason, right now. We need we need to sing a Christmas carol, okay? Ready? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Come on. Oh, oh what, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. It just repeats, right? Isn't that... Hey. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. It's Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas. Merry Ooh. Christmas. Just realize the kids get to start their advent calendars. They will be stoked. Oh, so I got the other next this year's Lego Star yeah. Wars, and Laurel got uh-huh. a Disney uh, Sum Sum. Is that what they're called? Some I have no idea. T S U M T S U M. Those little circular guys there. I don't, I don't know what that is. Or like tubular. What? Uh, it's like a thing. Look up Sum Sum sometime. I don't. I, I don't even know that's just pronounced. No. I assume. Anyways, uh, words you're yeah. just make you're just making up you're just putting putting sounds together and pretending that it's a thing. Same. <laughs> I, <don't even> <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody post that on Facebook today, and I was like, uh, uh, "Actually, so somebody posted something, and the first person's response was, it me, Liter- it me, it me.'" And the person replied, "Same." <laughs> and I uh, thought, "No, no, same," as in the same incorrect grammar. Dude, we're we're I mean the the millennials and the younger whatever the next generation is, they are they are the ones carrying us forward to the the Orwellian uh double speak uh, uh future, right? Where where entire vocabularies of words are simplified down to just just basic sounds and single words. So they're on the Walking Dead, there are these characters right now that uh-huh. live in a junkyard. They look like art school rejects. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like they talk like that. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like eight years into the apocalypse on, on Walking Dead. And they've like, already degraded to that. Yeah. And they're like. Yep. That's what Christmas is about this year, Jason. It's about it's about fighting back against against the power of the man. And by the man, I mean the millennials. <laughs> fighting back against the M. All right. That's what this is about. It's about fighting back against the M and standing up. Standing up for what we know to be true and what we hold dear in this world, which is complete sentences, uh, a coherent thoughts, right? Right? A, a positive construction form of communication, right? This is what we need to f- stand up for. This is my greatest Christmas wish. My greatest qu- Chris- Christmas wish. <laughs> my, my greatest Christmas wish. Is, is that the world will stop the, the kids these days. The kids these days. Stop using same. You're so old. 
<sighs> Rob's a curmudgeon. Don't mind him. I don't mind when people say new cool stuff. I hate it. I mean, I'm always like totes jelly and stuff. I mean, that's how I and talk. It just right? makes me so angry. I actually don't talk like that. I know you don't. Yeah. I'm glad you don't. I want to, but I can't. can't. Like, I literally can't bring myself to say things like totes. I, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. It's actually painful for Rob. Ah, oh, it makes me so, so angry. You know, it makes him so angry. It sounds even more angry than his hatred of Vonnegut. So, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Vonnegut could could write complete sentences. Okay. They were largely incoherent, but they. <laughs> well, okay. And the individual sentences are fine, but when when he strings a lot of those sentences together into into paragraphs and chapters, and and in the end, to, entire to novels, fair, it becomes nonsensical and bizarre. And many of his chapters were, were like six paragraphs. If you've ever read *Cat's true. Cradle*, like it yeah. was like, right? Why read these six paragraphs? It was a chapter. Read these six paragraphs. Yeah. It was another chapter. Ice yeah. nine, baby. Ice nine. Marines hate crawling through the mud. It's a true story. Yeah. Freeze the world. <sighs> Finding it's so great. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, I don't know. What's up with you? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Christmas is coming soon. Uh, so I had a great experience recently. Did you? Uh, Congratulations. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, what's our topic today? No. Okay. What? What is um, your? I'll give you. I'll give. I'll play along. Uh, so Josiah and I played Water Balloon Washout for the first time. Oh, neat. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, he beat me the first time he played it. Like wow. legit beat me. I was wow. impressed. Cool. Um, and he, uh, he was able to memorize the pictures, uh, Good. of the cards. Uh, so that helped a lot. Good. Um, but, uh, anyways, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we had a good time. He was like, let's play it again right now. Mom, <laughs> come play this with us. And then I think he won the second game, but I want to say we let him win because, uh yeah because there were two of us uh-huh. and like i mean if we'd ganged up man I mean, well you know, sure sure kid wouldn't have stood a chance not a chance but uh we were being nice so yeah okay anyways we're done that's anyways. fun anyways um yeah so that was a good time though it was uh it was nice for me i mean you yeah. know it's the first time he's ever played one of my games yeah right? yeah yeah that's neat um and i was excited for him as well because i uh at unpub um i was able to get a hold of when uh panda had those game design kits mm-hmm. they had some extras left Oh yeah, I so never I, did grab one of those. Oh, you didn't? No, no you should have. What was, was like in those? One left right before I left. I should have grabbed it. Um, all mostly samples of their stuff, but like okay. the boxes are really nice it was a for nice game box. design uh, yeah. for uh, prototypes. Um, and then they had these cool metal coins in them oh, that yeah? they did. Uh, and then um, yeah, just some other stuff. A little bags, some dice, cool. a couple meeples. Uh, it was all Panda promotional stuff, oh, right? Of course, because I mean, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. And then some some blank cards, which I gave to Josiah because he loves drawing on those. And I don't ever. I mean, I'd rather just make it in Word so it's legible. Sure. Because um, frankly, his handwriting's not that much worse than mine. Um, <laughs> honestly, sometimes his is more legible because he writes bigger. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we. Uh, so he, uh, I got him a kit because there were some extras, and mm-hmm. I would have totally brought home one, one back for you if I'd have known. Oh. Um, but uh, so he is super stoked. I'm like, this is your game design kit. Nice. And so he has designed three or four games. He made me play one. It took a long time. Yeah, yeah. We were moving. He so he basically made cards like like a deck of cards because like you know because war is like the pinnacle game for him of card games. Like mm. you can you play war with this? That's what he always asked me. Um, and he uh, so he made the game with all these aces and kings and queens and all the aces and kings and queens had partners. Uh, mm. And like, and then there were all the number cards, and you picked a number card, and that told you how to move 
the ace and its partner or the king and its partner, whatever, around the table. Ah. Um, but the rules kept changing because sometimes a five does this, but sometimes a five does something completely different. Mm. Basically, I would pick up the card and hand it to him. And then he would, you know, read the card and tell me what the actions were. Uh, and I thought we played that game for 45 minutes. <laughs> so I kept saying, buddy, if, you, if you're going to design a game, though, we have to know how it ends. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, we have to bring these cards back together. I said, well, how do we do that? And he's like, we have to try this. And I tried. He's like, oh, it didn't work. And then he would like move it out. And then finally, I convinced him to to show me how it ended, and then, uh-huh. and then we did. Okay. So well, he was like, "We should play that again." And I was like, "Yes, you should show mom that game." So <laughs> <laughs> sneaky. So yeah. So now we need sneaky. to work with him about shortening games to make a beginning, middle, and end and yeah. win win condition. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited uh, this coming weekend. This was a couple of weeks in the past for builders, but uh, this coming weekend, uh, Christine is going to a convention without me. And she's going to be gone on like Friday and Saturday night. And so like I get to come, I get to get home from work on Friday and she'll already be gone. And like, I'll probably just like buy a bucket of chicken on my way home, you know, (laughs) and just, just, just kind of, just kind of be a disgusting bachelor for, you know, two days. And, and, and then Sunday midday, I'll go, oh crap, she's going to be home in an hour. And then scramble and throw away all the garbage and and try and do a half-assed cleanup and pretend that I was not a complete glutton and slob the entire time she was gone. But I'm really looking forward to just just sinking into the couch and not moving for a day and a half. Is she going to a work convention or? No, it's for uh, for a dance thing. Oh, cool. Is your yeah. sister going with her? No. Uh-uh. No, oh. she's going with a friend. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So um, she's going to be having a good time. I'm going to be... Yeah, wallowing in my own filth. Sounds like you. I just can't wait. I can't wait. Just be me and the cats in the basement in the dark with the TV on <laughs> for two days. It's going to be glorious. That sounds like it. I'm yeah. really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will not leave the house. I will not even turn on the lights. Like, literally, I don't plan to turn on any lights. So even after uh, at night, I'll just turn on the flashlight on my phone to get help me get to bed. If I even go to bed, I might just pass out on the couch, right? Yeah, why not? Just just covered in chicken grease and crumbs. <laughs> just, ugh, it's going to be so good. You know, this is, uh, I have to be honest, this is the idea of that chicken grease and stuff is making me kind of anxious. Is like, it? I, I don't like that. <laughs> so, hey, let's talk about a topic. <laughs> okay. Sure. So, um, we were looking for a topic today, and so to find a topic, what do we do, Rob? Where we, do we post? We went to our Discord. We did! What? What? Discord? What? Suddenly realizing we didn't mention this in the last episode no, we didn't, at all. because we're terrible at self-promoting. <laughs> so, if you were to go to um, our website, buildingthegamepodcast.com, uh, one of the tabs now is called Discord. If you go to that tab, there is a link you click to invite you to Discord, yeah, um, which is our little chat thing we are using right now, and it's kind of nice. We've got a few members signed up already. Yeah, we'd love to get some more. Um, but yeah, we went out there and said, "Hey, we need a topic for tonight." Mm-hmm. And Neil Robert, the king of the Discord channel, because yep. he figured it out for us. Uh, he said, "Hey, here's what I want you guys to talk about." And uh, and then I was like, "I don't like this." Actually, I was like, uh, "I need. I don't know." I said something back to him, and mm-hmm. then he said something back to me. And then I'd already decided what we were actually going to talk about, but it was basically what he said. Mm-hmm. So he said, it'd be cool if you talked about how to avoid... Um, Don't you read it? 
Okay, sure. Yeah. Rob's going to read it. Okay. Which is probably good because let's be honest, if I paraphrase it, he'd be like, that wasn't what I said. I used different words. Why weren't you using the right words? He said, how to help your friends get over the anxiety of looking dumb when playing games. And then I can read his elaboration if you want. Uh, But you said you already decided before you even got to this. Well, just read his elaboration. It's fine. So, So you said, got a good way to package that? Maybe anxiety and games? He says, so more generally, how most games work very hard to prevent people from looking dumb. How when how when you learn a game, it won't immediately make sense. How you can ask to play a round or two until you grok the game, then start over. I'm not thinking really about anxiety, but about how looking dumb isn't usually a thing that happens when you play games, unless you never ask questions about the stuff that's confusing. Um So that was that was what he was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever. Um, let's talk about something else. I'm just kidding. Um, so that's, uh, I know that I've had friends experience that where they've talked about being concerned with yeah. going to a game night or, or sitting down and playing They're them being a, somebody who doesn't play games as often, right? Mm-hmm. And sitting down and having someone, you know, say, oh, let's play this game and everybody else already knows how to play it. Right. And mm-hmm. they don't. And what are they afraid of? They're afraid of looking stupid. Sure. Right. They're afraid that they're going to look like the ones that don't know what they're doing in a game. And like, I know that I get anxiety when uh, somebody's explaining a game to me and I stop paying attention and then like they're done and they're like, okay, Jason, why don't you go first? And then I have the anxiety of, but I didn't listen to anything you just said. But you should pay attention. That's your own stupid fall. It is. Yes. Yeah. But, um, so, so the, the most, the most direct experience that I, that I have with this, I, I mean, we've all sat down to play a game and been like, I listened to everything you just said, but none of it made any sense, right? We've all had that experience. More than twice. Yeah, a lot more than that. But but the, the bigger challenge that I face with this, actually, is when I'm sitting down talking to other designers, right? And right. and we're trying to talk about uh, a design in some way whatsoever, and they, they reference other games that I don't know. And that I have not played, and you don't want to say I've never played that. Game. And 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 so, and it's for me, it's it's always a it's always a, a challenge to say to 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 think about, you know, how deep are they going to go? Are because because they use references, uh, designers use references to other games in place of vocabulary, right? Yeah, because yeah. It, it in in a way it is it is a part of vocabulary. It's yeah, it's uh, it's it's a way for them to to provide reference and provide context. For whatever the current discussion that's being had might be, so so when I encounter those things, that my standard response, my standard approach for that is to say to, to when they when they say uh, it's it's like in X game, and I'll go okay, you know, not you know, not committing to anything, and then and then they go on, and then it, then at some point I have to judge whether. Whether I I need to just cut them off and say, well, well, I haven't I haven't played that, so explain to me what that means, or whether I can just kind of grok it from or just, from the point they're trying to make. Pretend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I got that. You I know? got that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're right. Now, now that said, There's if so much alike, if they say, "Have you played that game?" I'm not gonna lie. Right. Me either. Yeah. But but sometimes I just let them go on, assuming that I know what they're talking about, that I've had that experience. Um because they don't ask and and they're on a roll and I don't want to cut them off. Sometimes when somebody says to me, "Have you played that game?" I say, "Oh no, but I've I've heard all about it." Yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm I mean, I'm not lying. I've heard about the game. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't because like sometimes sometimes when somebody says, "Well, it's like blah blah blah. Have you played that game?" and it's like, "No, I haven't." So just explain it to me. But instead of explaining what they're explaining, they explain that game to you. Like, how about you just explain this game yeah. to me? 
So, so that, that's one of the reasons why sometimes I should let people go, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I shouldn't do that at the same time, right? Because I know that I'm missing things. I know that I'm, 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 yeah. I, I'm in, but I let that happen because I'm frankly kind of embarrassed that I don't play as many games as a lot Some of people do. designers do. I mean, and, and I mean, not even designers, just people in general. Like, True. there are times when we're hanging out with Chris Kopak and, and he's just, he's talking about all these things and, and, and I don't stop him just because I, because I don't want to, I feel bad slowing down. I'm a little embarrassing. Gosh, I've never played any of these games. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And, and that's, that's not about, that's not about Chris or anybody else looking down on me or being critical of me. It's just no, about my own. Would be, yeah. It's just about my own, my own thing being up in my own head and feeling guilty or being embarrassed. That I don't have the same level of experience. Right. Right. Um, but if I don't anyways, so it's, and then when things like that happen to me, I, I just, I, again, get up in my own head about it. And I start, I lose track of what they're saying because I'm starting thinking about, gosh, should I tell them that I don't? Well, I don't, maybe I can figure it out. And I'm now thinking about, thinking about my own reaction to that and my own discomfort instead of listening to what they have to say. And that's not constructive. That's not right. a healthy way to have a conversation. Would you say that it's in your head, in your head, in your head? I don't know what that is. What are you referencing? Zombie, zombie. What? Remember? Oh my no, gosh! I don't know what you're talking about. What? The cranberries? Zombie? No. What? You just you're trying to get me to sing it. That's what you're totally trying to get me to sing <laughs> I it. I swear to you, Scouts Honor, Scouts Honor, right there it is. I don't know what you're talking about. Is this is a cranberry song? Yeah. No, I don't know this. It's like in your head, in your head, zombie. Uh, you don't remember that song? No, from I have no day? idea what you're talking about. Oh, you were probably listening to some really stupid music back then. When when would this have been? Uh, was this like mid '90s? Mid to late '90s, yeah. Okay, because it was mid to late '90s. It was if it wasn't, they might be giants or, or Weird, Weird Al. Al. Yeah, Gosh. I wasn't listening so to it. So lame. Yeah, I was a nerd in high school. Guess what? I still am a nerd. I was a nerd in high school. I listened to like I was a nerd in high school. Listened to Rage Against the Machine and Smashing Pumpkins. So you were not a nerd. Yeah, I was. Well, I played D and D. I played Magic: The Gathering. I was a nerd, son. Okay. Well, it's a different. It's a different level of nerd. It's a different <laughs> type of nerd. Anyway, we're not here to debate nerddom. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's so. Those are all good points. Let's not talk about them anymore. I'm going to talk about some new stuff. Uh, just kidding. No, no, but I, f- I have the same feelings of, of anxiety. So something else that I, um, that we, you and I talked about ahead of time was the idea too that this can go in reverse, right? Sure, game players get anxiety, um, but you know, one other thing is designers can be pretty anxious about showing a new design to someone. Um, you know, for instance, I saw in. in and it's be. I think it's because of people that are super not gracious about the fact that you're like let you're you're showing them your game, right? You're letting them play your game, which I know they're doing you a favor by playing your game, but you're also letting them play your game, right? Um, and their feedback that they give should be polite, right? Uh, I saw a guy this weekend play a game, and he's like, "Oh, this game is is this game is so much like this other game. Have you played this other game?" The person said, no, I haven't played this other game. And they said, oh, okay, well, it's a lot like this. I just can't get past that. I just can't get past that. Okay? And then they said it like 70 more times, right? Mm. And we're just kind of a big jerk about it. Um, it's like you make your point and then you move on, right? Yeah. Um, 
And dude just kept talking about it. What's funny is somebody else later that weekend gave that same feedback. I was at the table again and I was like, oh gosh. And then like, it's a lot like that game, but it's kind of like a simpler version of that game, which is kind of nice. That game's too long. <laughs> and I was mm. like, yes, good mm. for this. Good for this player. Yeah. I mean, for this designer. But no, I, I, I know that I get, I've had some really stinky play tests. I know we both have. Sure. I've had more public stinky play tests than you because I'm willing to just take an untested game and be like, hey, friends, play this game. Whereas you make your wife do it and then she can tell you she hates it and it's okay. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Don't be afraid to have a stinky playtest. I mean, you should really like I've those stinky playtests have made me better about mm-hmm. really like working through some turns in my head and I and just laying some cards out and being like, oh, this is gonna be a problem. This mm-hmm. isn't gonna mm-hmm. work. I mean, there was a playtest I did one time where uh I actually a publisher was part of the playtest and uh they said, What about this problem? And I said, No, that's not that's totally not a problem. And they're like, Oh, okay, okay, cool. Well, all right. Well, why don't you go first? And I said, yeah, I'm going to do this. And they said, I'm going to do X. And I went. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, there's the problem they were talking about. Like, and I didn't see it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I hadn't, I hadn't done any play tests because I wasn't trying to pitch it. I was just trying to show the publisher because they were interested in in seeing what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, 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 yeah. So you're going to have embarrassing moments as a designer um, you know, I, uh, first play test, I did a Transylvania trading company way back in the day. Very first play test with a group of people. What happens? Uh, ran out of money in the game. Yeah. Like six turns in, I miscounted the amount of money. I think I had two piles and I grabbed the smaller one. I was supposed to grab the bigger one. Mm-hmm. And that was before drive. I was driving 15 hours to go to Umpub. Yeah. And realizing like, oh no, what am I going to do? <laughs> sure. Most embarrassing uh, playtest moment for me was at Grand Con last year, 2016, uh-huh. where I uh, I sat down at a table with, I think Isaac was there, and uh, Richard Launius, who's gonna he was gonna playtest one of my games. This, oh yeah, this was nice. Banefire, right? And oh, so yeah. so I spend I spend about five minutes explaining the idea of the game to them, and we talked about maybe more than that. It was probably more closer to ten minutes. Explaining what the game is, and we talked about rondelles and. Because that game, the kind of central feature of that game yeah. was rondelles, and they sit down, and start to get all the stuff out, and 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 I'm talking through what the components are, and then I realized I left half of my prototype at home. <laughs> That's pretty bad. And then I was like, "Well, I'm sorry that I wasted your time, guys." And I was so embarrassed. And and Lanius, to his to his credit, he's, he's like, a good guy. He's a good guy. He said, "Well, I think I get what you're going for." And then we talked for another like 20 minutes about yeah. games of rondelles. Yeah. And he talked about some of the challenges that he'd had about. And he's got this one game on a shelf that he just keeps coming back to every couple of years and just trying to make work right. And so, and I I think that was with Isaac. And Isaac, you, you're probably listening, and you might remember that. And I was just I was mortified. <laughs> mortified and i felt like i just felt like a complete idiot like why am i even here why am i even here if if i can't even remember to bring the freaking game with me right the whole game oh, and i haven't i haven't touched that game since i was so embarrassed <laughs> ditched it done Tainted done with that the game the whole the whole idea is just garbage oh god f that game i'm done with it I knew you stopped bringing that, but I didn't know that yeah, was why. That was That's the one. That funny. was the trigger. And uh, yeah, and I'm sorry that it took me this long. Documentary podcast, right? I got to share this stuff. I'm sorry. I should have shared this a year ago. I was, I was trying to think of what my worst playtest was. I can think. So I, I can think of one bad one, but I felt like there was worse. So I did Six Gun Shogun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and realized that like 
there was really no real way for half the people in the game yeah. to win. <laughs> like, yeah. I think like, I was in that one. Yeah, you yeah. were. It was you, Josh Mills, Christine, who got the unfortunate role of the player that literally could not Couldn't win. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and then something else. It was just, I there were some really good ideas I had in that game. Mm-hmm. But then I tagged a bunch of stuff on that just didn't, it, it basically negated some of the scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those things where in your head it makes sense. And I was hurrying and I really wanted to play to Jen because I wanted to do a four player, a four to five player test. Like I really yeah. wanted to see how it worked with that. And it was just, it was just embarrassing. But I feel like I've done a worse play test than that. Oh yeah. My number one most embarrassing play test ever. And this wasn't even a first play test, mm-hmm. but this was embarrassing. Um, was I, I had tried a game a few times. It worked really well. I felt good about it. I made some tweaks to the game um, and hadn't got a chance to do too much with those tweaks, uh, but I felt good enough about the original version of the game, right? And, um, well, this was uh, this was uh, the beat on the street. Remember the rap oh, game? Oh, yeah. You, were you there for this playtest? Uh, I was I was at a table nearby. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you had been in this playtest, you would have yeah. done me a solid and helped me out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was already wrapped up, and I think we were playing Finish It so, when you tried to do that. So I had emailed, you know, I'm just going to say the publisher I had emailed because at this yeah. point, he's not going to care. He doesn't care. Uh, so I emailed Chris Kirkman uh, because a couple people had said, you know, I, you should you should show this to Chris. I know this isn't necessarily what Dice Hate Me normally does, but they've got this other game, and because uh, they were doing their funny party game, uh, their funny um, April Fool stuff. Yeah, and they said, yeah, you should talk to him like about this. And Chris and I, we go way back, and he's he's a super nice dude. And so I said, you know what, I'm going. So I email him and said, people keep telling me I should pitch this game to you. I said, I'm skeptical, but and he's like, no, man, I w- I've heard about this game because he had heard about it at Unpub. He's like, I would love to see it. Awesome, man, I appreciate that. So so with the changes I made, uh, my plan was to pitch to him at Gen Con, right? But I wanted to get one solid play test in before I did that, right? So I get a group of people together, uh, and those people included Kopech, um, who was not a spoil sport in this, uh, Tiffany Banson, who was also not a spoil sport, but it was not her game, right? <laughs> and a couple other people who just were embarrassed by the idea of rapping, right? Um, so what ended up happening was, they I explained how the game works, and as I just started finishing explaining, up walks Chris Kirkman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, dude, are you playing the game? And I said, yeah. And he's like, can I watch? And I just thought, oh, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like this. I'm really nervous about because I had some playtesters in there that I knew might not be great. Um, Not that they're not great people and smart people. It just wasn't their game. Right. Yeah. Um, Because like when I showed it to people like you, it was never a big deal. Right. Well, so I changed this mechanic. So you were building the, the rhyme and it took like four or five turns to build the rhyme before you could actually start scoring. Um, and when we played it together and when I showed it to you guys and other friends around town, it was never a problem because everybody just got it and it just played really quick. This was not that group. Yeah. So it took them forever to get the first rhymes out and start scoring. And then like they just dogged on the game. Like, I mean, it was embarrassing. Like Chris is watching them play this game and they don't know. Right. At this point I can't say. I'm trying to pitch this game, guys. Could you just pretend it's fun? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. But but it was too late, so I couldn't. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. he but he was amazing. Like, I I went back to him and dude. I said, I'm, yeah. dude, I'm sorry. 
And I said, listen, I promise this is not like the first time I've ever played Tetsu this game. I said, but uh, I said, I said, I've mostly been playing with the same group of people and we've been doing this. And he's like, oh, dude, he's like, so they're used to this game. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, there's your problem. He said, yeah. He's like, no, I totally understand. You know, and uh, yeah. and he said he thought the game was funny. And uh, I didn't even ask to follow up at that point. <laughs> sure. I was like, yeah, let's just let each other off the hook. Yeah. And just step away. And yeah. And I've never worked on that game since. Sure. So there, we all have moments like that. Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. So that was probably my most embarrassing because the other playtest, as embarrassing as it was, it was with all sorts of gracious people. I mean, it sure. was, like I said, it was you, Christine, Mills, and a couple other friends to where no one, like the hardest time was Mills giving me a hard time because it was a Western game mm-hmm. with uh, tiles for um, for buildings. Now, the tiles didn't stack. No, right. But... Um, but he was there resource. were also cubes in the game. Yeah. There were resources. Again, you didn't put them anywhere near the tiles. Sure. But oh my gosh, he was <laughs> like, "This is Saloon Tycoon. This is this is exactly like Saloon. it was nothing like that." But yeah, like, right. um, but that sure didn't help. So no, sure, yeah. And with all the grief I give that guy, I totally deserved it. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I think the beat on the street was my most embarrassing playtest. And you know what? I'm still friends with Chris Kirkman. It's sure. not like he was like. Oh, that Jason. What a moron. I'm still friends with all those people, yeah. uh, though I would never ask them to do a playtest with me, ever. No, never again. Um, no. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, sorry. In front of a publisher is what I oh, mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. No, because Kopech has playtested many yeah, of my yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, He's right. He gives really good feedback. Sure. Um, on the anxiety front, um, mm-hmm. I have let my own... Because, I mean, I, I, try, I try not to to let anxiety get the better of me. Right. And, and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who suffers from, from a lot of anxiety. You know, some people really struggle every day with, with social anxiety and, and all kinds of other things. And I'm not a sufferer of that. And I don't want to pretend that I am. Uh, and I, and I, I feel like if I were to pre- pretend that, that I, I have the same scale of uh, troubles that some people do, that, that it would be an insult to them because it's just not true. Anyway, right. so, so so that said, I mean, I still have my own little personal things, right? And um, the the biggest way that that has been a problem for me with game design is is in my efforts to book meetings with publishers. Oh, that's the worst. It's so, it just scares the pants off of me. And and this this year finally Gen Con this year was was the first time I finally said look I just gotta I gotta get over this I've got to get over this um, and 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 I did and so um, we we know that that turned out well right that that went well for me not only did I did I set up a bunch of published meetings I also got the speed dating I managed to sell simple surgery and eight arms to hold you as a result of that. Um, thank goodness I had I had a couple of games that that clicked with some people, but that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gotten over that anxiety. That said, I am now bricks every time I think about it about trying to accomplish that again. Like next year, like I'm thinking about Barrow, right? Is Barrow going to be the game that I that I I make a go at in twenty in twenty eighteen with publishers? I don't know. Right. I don't know yet. I'm still not sure. Um, Jason just broke some Legos. It's fine, dude. Just- dude. Yeah, uh, and I just knocked down Kylo Ren. Just to um, be clear, so sometimes when the other person's talking, we're playing with Legos. <laughs> right. That's it's like, not disrespectful because no, we both do it. They're just right here. But they're just right to. in front of us. Right. I was putting Thor's helmet on a uh, Stormtrooper. Right. Uh, isn't that Hulk's helmet? Sorry, Hulk's helmet. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Anyway. Hulk from Thor. Right. Um, so uh, so I, 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 I 
am now worried about what am I going to do? Is is Barrow going to be ready? Should I should I be thinking about? Is that is mm-hmm. that a plan that I should be making? When should I be reaching out? When should I try to set up those appointments? Well, I know it's too early right now, but is Barrow even going to be ready at that time? What if what if I get to a point where that game's uh, uh, ready and I just decide it's not good and it actually it right. turns out to be failure. Maybe I should just drop it right now and start working on something else so that I'm ready for, to go for next year. And that's that's a big threat we've both had, right? Is yeah. where you work on a game and then realize just before Gen Con that it's not your game. Oh, it's just it's just yeah. not working. It's broken. It's yeah, I can't fix it. It's so th- those are the things that I have anxiety about. Um, and I think it's going to be increased this year because I'm not going to unpub in Baltimore this year. Um, right. And so I'm not going to have that, that buffer or that moment there for, for either, either reassurance or, or course correction. Right. You know, I'm not going to have that. So, um, that's, that's anxiety that I feel towards the future. Speaking of anxiety about the future Mm -hmm. and unpub prime, uh, I'm really nervous. I'm going to drive to unpub prime for 12 hours with all the changes they've made and it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Not on pub, but there's not going to be enough people turned out. I'm not going to get good testing in. I'll have spent a whole weekend away from my family mm-hmm. and, and spent money and gas to get somewhere mm-hmm. that ends up being a complete and total waste of time. Yeah. Uh, because that whole format's changing. Yeah. This and, year for the first time. And I mean, and frankly, uh, well, I believe in the pub and I believe that they know what they're doing. Yeah. I also believe they're making a lot of decisions with not enough information, which is not their fault. I mean, it's the reality they live in, right? Yeah. They have to make decisions based on, um, but I mean, I've already heard of other designers that aren't going to go because like specifically mm-hmm. you're not going for multiple reasons, but I've heard other designers specifically say, sure. Yeah. The change in format, I, it's not for me. Sure. So, um, so yeah, all we can do yeah. is wait and see how it turns out. Right? right. But I mean, I'm very anxious about that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, but I'm that said, I'm already thinking about what game I want to bring to that and it'll likely be something I haven't designed yet. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, um, because let's be honest, it's like three months in the future. So. There's no way I'm actually working on that game yet. Is it is it in March again or when is it? February. I don't is know. Is it February? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because it was two years ago. It was February. This past year was remember. May. I know that my wife's and I's February and March is nonstop travel for both of us. Is it? And even in April, because in April we go to Florida for work, right? Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if I'm going to go to that. I probably so. will this year. Anyway. You're not going uh, next week, are you? No, I'm not. Yeah. Okay, good for no. you. And yeah, neither am I. I was like, oh, heck no. So, anyways, uh, anyway, yeah, good times. So, anxiety is real, yeah. and and stress, and not knowing what to do. And you know, I just remember we didn't actually address Neil's point much um, about he's listening for a long time. He's used to that making pe- <laughs> making games approachable and accessible and and friendly. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, on that front, if it, you see someone who's having trouble. Or seems anxious. Yeah. Say nice things to them and try to sure. walk them through it. Tell them it's okay because everybody played this game for the first time at one point, right? Um, and and that's fine. And if you are feeling anxious or you're nervous about your design, about putting in front of people, about pitching to a publisher, so are we every time. Don't think that because we have right. a podcast and we sometimes sound authoritative that we don't have those same feelings because we absolutely do. We do. And we have been embarrassed many times over. And you know what? We still manage to have some success. Um, <laughs> True story. And you can too if you just stick with it and um, don't let it get the better of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I need to pitch a game, huh? 
Yeah, speaking of anxiety, pitch so, a game you right, haven't played Here's the thing. I really, I have nothing to pitch, right? I have no game. So I tweeted right before I came out here, I tweeted, hey, somebody give me a pitch challenge. And uh, and Joshua Josh Mills, uh, our good buddy, yeah, came, came to the rescue. He said, I want to see you pitching a game based solely on different ways to draft stuff. So drafting game, because you guys know how much I love drafting games, <laughs> how, how well-versed I am in them, and how good I am at them. Um, and then I asked him for a theme and he says, museum curator, that way you can attach different drafting mechanics to different types of collections. If you want it to be weird, it could be the natural museum of the galaxy. That is weird. That is weird. So we're going to call it the, the intergalactic natural history museum. Okay. Okay. All right. So different drafting mechanics. Now, now I'm thinking about different drafting mechanics. There's there's the table draft, right, where you put all the cards up, and somebody and you take turns taking one. Go around the table taking one. Um, Gray's game, uh, Red Square, actually had a snake mechanic that I'd never I'd never heard it called that before, but I liked that. Yeah, that was cool. Where it was like player one takes one, player two takes two. No. Uh, player one takes one, player two takes one, player three takes two, player two takes one, player one takes one. Okay. Well, we played it two player. So oh, it was player one. Yes. Player one takes one. Player two takes two. Player one takes a lot. Uh, takes yeah, the one. Yeah. Right. So anyway. it's the exact same thing, actually, just yeah. with the third player. There's right. So that that's and that was neat. That was a neat idea. Um. Uh. Then there's then there's the the you get a hit cards in your hand and you pass the cards around the table, right? Yep. And, Sushi go style. Yeah, and I I feel like I don't really like that kind of drafting very much because it's eh, I got two hands of cards I got to keep track of and mm-hmm. there's the, which wait a minute which. Which one was I? Wait, which is mine? Which was mine? It's, it's actually not that hard. Just I know, but it just I I I prefer table face up drafting that way, right? What other what other types of drafting are there? There's the obvious, you know, five cards on a table, and you pick the ones you draft, and the other ones go to some other place. Sure, like okay, a scrap pile. <laughs> that sounds stupid. It's it's terrible. That sounds stupid. No, uh, um, nobody, why would anybody do that? Other types of drafting. Um, there's drafting uh, behind a semi, um, you know. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm bad with game mechanics. There's, there's, yeah, there's windows that are leaky, single pane, uninsulated windows. It's drafting, yeah. drafting. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, this this is a good start. I'm glad. I feel feel real good about where this is going. So the Intergalactic History Museum, fantastic Natural history museum. So, and it's a drafting game. So you are, is this, I, maybe this is set collection along with it. You're, you're trying, yeah, cause you're curating, you're trying to curate the best, um, the best collection of oddities and natural wonders from the galaxy. No, from, from the galaxies. Cause it's mm-hmm. intergalactic. It's not the galactic, it's intergalactic. Planetary? <laughs> Another intergalactic. dimension. Another dimension. A new another galaxy? Di- another dimension. Another dimension. It's, well, it's another dimension. It's another dimension. It's a new galaxy. Another dimension. It's intergalactic. Another Planetary. dimension. Planetary. Yeah. Um, you're not helping me here, Jason. I don't need to. It's yeah. your game pitch. Right. I was trying to look up more drafting mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't drafting just the mechanic? Is it? Well, sorry. Oh. I was trying to look up more ways of drafting cards. Yeah. Um, okay. So... I don't want this to just be set collection. I mean, yeah, that's stupid. It's uh, just boy. here though. You could just make it set collection since it's just a game pitch that you're doing on the fly. Uh, but I'm trying to, 
Yeah. Okay. It's set collection. It's set collection, and and you want so you're not trying to create a set of similar things. You're trying to cr- collect the widest variety of things you possibly can. That's literally the opposite of a set. Well, you, so it's a set avoiding game. How about that? Well, that's not set collection. It's a set avoiding game. So you want to you want to get a wide range of items in your museum, and so I think. I think it's one of those things where uh, uh, you maybe maybe you start at zero points, or maybe maybe I don't know. Yeah, everybody everybody starts at a hundred points, and every t- for every match that you have, every every matched thing that you have, and some way to match it um, is a negative from your points. Let's say that. Okay. I don't know. That's probably a terrible idea. That sounds pretty dumb. We're gonna work from there though. <laughs> So every every card in the game has three three traits on oh, it. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And every uh, you know this is a deck of uh, this is a fifty four card deck, right? It's fifty four card deck. Um, every card has three different characteristics. Okay, right? And or, tra- or traits. Traits, right? So and we'll get some categories. So let's let's say we have categories. We have we have life you know we have this this is this is connected to life of some kind we have we have uh um we have something that is that is that is um natural uh not, so not not like, not like life not a, well, I'm sorry let's say a living thing we'll say so not life but a living thing a living thing uh either a dead a thing, thing thing that is currently alive or was once alive and a mechanical thing uh i i like i like living i like mechanical something mechanical right and then we'll say something something natural like a geological local formation of some kind right geological 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 yeah so <laughs> so three different traits right and 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 so in in terms of life there is there is sentient life and there is there's single cell life and then there is life magazine life magazine <laughs> and there is uh there is it might be evidence of life and that would be like like um a photograph of the sasquatch could be a photograph of a sasquatch <laughs> it could also be you know an entire alien temple of some kind right yeah right and in that way that temple might also be a geological thing because it's made of stone or it's made of crystal right or well so, the temple would be geological but the other one would be life well so it's it's got three categories in it and and oh. so everything has three categories and or three three traits and the, and the, so those are categories and then within life there are all these different so traits so the aliens and, would be like life geological and probes yeah, that would be the mechanical thing. Yeah, I don't know. We're spitballing here. Spitballing. I'm spitballing, Jason. I'm spitballing. Okay. So what you're doing? So so you're you're collecting these things, right? And uh and so you're you're gonna you're gonna uh every every round everybody's uh got it. Maybe everybody starts out with a hand of three cards. Okay. Everybody gets a hand of three cards. It's three cards each. Not that many cards. It's okay. It's cool. Um and uh and so you're going to. You are going to do a round of you're gonna and then we're gonna have let's say there's four players so there's gonna be five cards face up on the table all right and everybody has to take one card from the table everybody takes one card from the table and then you have to you have to and you're gonna create you're you're creating three separate exhibits at the museum okay you're gonna and you have to place one card you have to place two cards into your exhibit okay 
You place two cards into an exhibit, and you're going to start one exhibit. And uh, and then the next round, uh, everybody you, everybody has two cards left in their hand, right? Because they started with three, they picked up one, they discarded two, or they put down two face up for scoring, right? And, and you can you can put two into two uh, to the same exhibit, or you can start two separate exhibits, however you want to hang swing that, right? So then the next round, the next round, you do the hand draft. Everybody gets dealt three cards, three new cards, and then you 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 take one and pass, and you take one and pass, and the last card gets put down face up in the center of the table. Okay. Um, this game is so digital. Okay, and and so then and then you have to pay place two more cards down, two more cards down, um, um, in in a set somehow, right? And then finally, finally, you now have four cards face up on the table. You flip over a fifth one from the top of the deck, and then everybody drafts from the table one more time and place two more cards down, and and then you score something. I don't. I don't know what you score. Can you repeat the last few things? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then you score, <laughs> and and so then what you do? Then what you do is you 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 score uh, anybody. If you have duplicate items, duplicates, classes in in one in one of your exhibits, then that's that. Those cards maybe they don't score at all. I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they don't score at all. I don't know. Or maybe it's a negative to your scoring. That maybe. that would have to be tested. That you see this part needs testing, right? Well, to be figured out. And then so at this point, at this point you've got six cards in front of you on the table, right? You've got six cards because you played three in each round. Then what you do is you you pick you pick two cards from that to carry over to the next round. These are going to be the seeds for two more exhibits. And then you do that uh, for f- uh, a few more times that you do that. And Why don't you just play till somebody gets to zero points? You um, you could do that if you want, and then the person with the highest points left wins. That's good. That's see, there's a game, intergalactic, uh, inter intergalactic geological geological <laughs> geological geological geologic geological the the inter the intergalactic natural history museum. I want to make a game called geological geo. But Geo. like logic, it's a logic puzzle game. Do that about dirt, about dirt and rocks. Did you see somebody at Unpub had a game called Hollywood Haiku? I did. I, I talked with that to guy. Play it. I, I talked to, to that guy it. for a while. He's a nice guy. I don't remember his name, but he's a nice guy. Like it's like their haikus or hints about things in Hollywood yeah, or something. Yeah. He said it was going really well, and he said that that's like been his hobby for years is just to write haiku about movies. And then he was like, you know what? This actually sounds really funny. Let me let me do something with that. Yeah, it's pretty. Awesome. And then and then apparently that hobby once he started decided to make the game that hobby kind of went got out of control, and now he's yeah, it's now kind of a passion for him, and it might be unhealthy. But he was a nice guy. I don't remember his name. I feel what movie anymore. is this haiku? Can you identify it by the care. first, by the first sentence? Okay. This or the first stanza? No. S- S- Whatever. Um, five by the first five. I am RoboCop. What movie is that from? I think it's probably from the Prime Directives miniseries. You're right. Um, the other thing to remember is here's the, here's the start of a good haiku. Okay. Geologio. I, I I ran out of syllables. Geologio. 
<laughs> I think we should probably call this it's a wrap. probably fine. It's, this is this is probably done. That's here. yeah. I think we've had enough. Thanks, Joshua Josh Mills, for that. Joshua that, Josh Mills, for that great recommendation. I'm sure I I'm really proud of what what I did for you just there. So, um, if you wanna if you wanna get in touch with me and talk about that some more about this brilliant idea that I had, um, I'd be happy to that. Maybe, maybe we can just go ahead and pitch that to publishers next month. Well, I mean, Gen Con, there's your game. All we gotta do is just put together a prototype, and then it's and then it's basically ready to go. That's gonna sell half a million copies, easy. Easy. Uh, thanks for listening, builders. I'm sorry. I just I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this episode. But uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, buildinggamepodcast.gmail.com, Twitter at podcastbtg, at ja slingerland, at poorly underscore designed, Facebook, uh, 770-TEL-BTG is our Google voice. Um, uh, don't forget about the Not Trump contest. Get your recommendations in for a word to replace Trump for trick-taking games. We need your help. Get it in. Buildingthegamepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, subject line, not Trump. Get your entry in. Uh, and our favorite, which we will pick after the end of November, uh, our favorite will win a ridiculous prize package of games. And it will be the new word that our community uses in place of Trump uh, when playing a trick-taking game. Also, don't forget that Epic Monster Tea Party is still on Kickstarter Kickstarter right now. I think it's about to wrap up, so if you haven't backed it yet, please get in there soon. International listeners, uh, they, they fixed the international shipping. It's cheaper now, and you can get your own copy, and it's a reasonable price. It's about 50% of the uh, actual cost of the game, which I think is about where it should be. Yeah. Yeah, that is ideal. Um, that's all. Thanks, everybody. Send, um, we'll see you in the future. Um, that's because we will. Good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. <laughs>